0: HBO series The Last of Us turns a villain from the video game from a cannibal to a Bible reading, wicked, man eating preacher. As even actor Rain Wilson, made famous by his role as Dwight Schrute in The Office, speaks of the anti Christian bias in Hollywood. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we are going to discuss this very important topic, something that I guess you could say Good Fight Ministries has been saying for quite a while. But when non-Christian actors actually say the exact same thing, it's important to discuss it. So with me to discuss this topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California Pastor Joe Schimmel.
1: Well, Chad, I think it's, it's it's not shocking to us that the mainstream media continually uh, presents occultists and you know people that are involved in very wicked behavior in in glorified in, in a glorified way, right? And then depicts Christians and Christian leaders as being wicked. It's not surprising because Jesus said in Matthew 24 that we would be hated by all nations because of His name. Uh, so you know that's something that really shouldn't shock us, but it gets a little shocking when people that are in the industry and aren't Christians, as you mentioned, are acknowledging that, hey, there is something going on here. And we understand it's spiritual. It's demonic that there's a spiritual war in the world. They're probably puzzled. Like, why? Even Muslims. I mean, there's a series of movies out. I mean, there's a bunch of movies out where Muslims are made to look great, even though they're chopping people's heads off around the world uh, oftentimes. And there's millions of them that, you know, want jihad, uh, where Christians uh, typically are, are on the mission field, building hospitals, visiting the poor. They're the the number one people that are represented percentage-wise when it comes to disaster relief and so forth, yet they don't get the press, and we shouldn't expect it to say, hey, cover us in a good way because we know that, well, uh, the are of their father, as you said, the devil, and the father, he's the father of lies. So we should be shocked, but it is interesting because hopefully this will wake some Christians up. Hey, there is a spiritual war going on. You'd be aware of what's going on and that, it's, and that Hollywood itself is, is spiritually malignant, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's important for us to recognize, especially when you are talking about, and, and this is a sad reality. So many people have a tough time sitting down for 15 or 20 minutes and reading their Bible. And they say, I just don't have enough time. And then if you just looked at what they were watching on Netflix and Amazon Prime and so forth, you'd find that they have a lot of time. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot, some well meaning people that I do believe love Jesus, but struggle, uh, a lot of times those struggles are related to how many, you know, how much they know maybe about sports teams and trade rumors and so forth, rather than what the Bible actually says. And there's a great anecdote to a lot of the issues that happen in the Christian church and so forth. And that's knowing God's word. And and it's so important that we can try to get that focus from one back to the other. But Joe, I, I think this one's really interesting. And for those who one of the reasons this is this has been coming out and people are talking about it is because as we mentioned in the beginning, Rain Wilson, who was made famous by by his role as Dwight Schrute in The Office, has come out and actually made it a very interesting statement. One that we've said but people will say, "Oh, you're what are you talking about? You're just crazy. You're just right-wing conservative Christians. You're 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 a weirdo. You're paranoid. Yeah. You're paranoid." But here's actually what he said uh, regarding the show. And not just regarding that show, but Hollywood as a whole. It says, "Quote I do think there is an anti-Christian bias in Hollywood. As soon as the David character in The Last of Us started reading from the Bible, I knew that he was going to be a horrific villain. Could there be a Bible-reading preacher on a show who was actually loving and kind? And, Joe, I found that statement really interesting from him for a number of reasons, because I think we've probably noticed the same thing. And I'm not asking Hollywood to share the gospel for us. That's not the case here. But you see this bias, and when we talk about these things, I really do believe it's because maybe Rain doesn't understand this, because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 makes it clear that the prince of the power of the air, that Satan himself is working through the sons of disobedience, and if he can continue to give you all these biases, it's almost like the bias against the Bible, the bias against the one true God making him look like a horrible person, you would think that they would do this in Marvel. You would think they would do this in all these films. You know, like, oh wait, they do, Joe, they do. And when you look at all these films over and over again, the TV shows, Twitter, whatever it may be, just notice over and over again, they're against God. And I think some of them absolutely know. I think most of them absolutely know what they're doing. But many of them are simply... Being puppets for Satan have no idea.
1: Yeah, exactly. We Chad and you, I kind of, when you mentioned Marvel, we just put out a video two last year, uh, and one was you know Marvel's War on God. Well, the series is Marvel's War on God, but one is the Antichrist agenda. And people that have seen that, if you haven't seen that, you have to check that out. You can watch it online uh, because so many people, some, some some people said the same exact thing that their gut hurt when they watched the first you know so many first forty five minutes or so where we show you know, comic after comic, which is so anti-Christ, that there's an anti-Christ agenda. But we also show uh, that many of these leaders, that many of the top writers acknowledge that they are inspired by demonic entities. Uh, We also have a video that we did years ago called Hollywood's War on God, which got a lot of really good reviews. And also we have another one out that Jason Kovar did called Hollywood Unmasked. He actually did two, And that one is just so eye-popping as well. Uh, Encourage you to read. If you haven't seen Hollywood Unmasked, I really encourage you to see that. We make that available I think we may be the only ones that make it available as well. Or Hollywood's War on God. Both those are really good. So it's really important that we understand there is a war. and We show just the contact with demonic entities, directors, actors, talking about being used by spirits and what have you, uh, and in, involved in just, just wickedness. And it's interesting, there was a, a, a response to uh, Wilson's, uh, you know, the, the office actor's uh, statement, a tweet by uh, the founder of uh, Evie Magazine Brittany Martinez. And this is what she stated. I thought this was interesting. She said, as soon as the pastor started reading from the Bible, I knew he was going to be awful. I was like, watch that guy be David, the creepy cannibal from the video game. And then it was David, shocked, surprised, never seen it before. He wasn't a pastor in the video game, end quote. So, and I don't know where she stands spiritually, but it's just very interesting that the gig's up, man. It's like, so obviously what's going on in regard to all of this. It's interesting too, because it was so pathetic, you know, and I didn't watch this. So I would never watch that series because it's so godless as it is. But in the episode, this pastor is seeking to sexually abuse a young girl. And then he quotes scripture during this scene. And he says, there's no fear in love. Says First 1 John four eighteen. Of course, that's being taken out of context there. So it's interesting. These people who are trying to make Christianity look evil, the words of, the, this is the spirit of Christ that's behind the the New Testament, right? And the old, but trying to make Christ look evil and bad. Uh, they're actually digging in the scriptures saying, how can we make these guys look as evil as possible? Can you imagine if they would have made him a Muslim who was reading the Quran while he's seeking to abuse a young girl? Would never happen. Why? Now, isn't that interesting? Because if Muslims took over Hollywood and they were given the power of Hollywood, if Iran was given power for Hollywood, they would chop off the heads of those folks that are that are in Hollywood, the homosexuals and everybody else that's running Hollywood, they, they would chop their heads off. What are we doing? We're praying for them. We're crying out for them to be saved, Let them know what Jesus did for them. Oh yeah, we warn against their lies because they're deceiving a whole lot of people and there's a wicked influence there. But Chad, there's a lot of hypocrisy as well. Uh, Pat Sajak, uh, Will of Fortune, you know, uh, he wrote something some time ago that just blew me away that, this was act, that he actually pointed this out. And he, he's basically calling out the hypocrisy in Hollywood and being a guy that's, he says, I have to admit, you know, maybe I'm being a little critical myself, he says, because I've made a lot of money uh with the TV show, Wheel of Fortune. But he, in, he states that Ted Turner once mocked some of his employees, calling them Jesus freaks. He goes, he's a self-proclaimed protector of human rights. Apparently, he it has its limits. I mean, you know, what What about the, the rights of Christians, right? He writes, filmmaker Rob Reiner, a co-founder of Castle Rock Entertainment, is reportedly upset for what he sees in many films these days, and he plans to do something about it. He goes on to write about the hypocrisy of trying to do something about it. What's he trying to do? He says, so what's uh, got Rob so upset? Gratuitous violence, casual sex, disrespect toward Christianity, bias against big business. Is that what he wants to cut down or eliminate? No, of course not. That would be censorship. He wants to get rid of smoking. There's too much smoking in movies. To quote Mr. Reiner, quote, this is Pat Sajak quoting uh, Reiner, movies are basically advertising cigarettes for kids. Uh, no knock on Rob, he says, in fact, I agree with him, but, but why is smoking open to censorship, but not these other issues? He says it's monumental hypocrisy. Kids can't pick up bad habits from what they watch or except for smoking. In other words, he's saying, Hey, Hollywood wants to say, Hey, smoking, man, this is going to make kids smoke because it's such an advertisement. But when you're saying all this gratuitous violence and all this sexual perversion and stuff that's promoted and glorified so often in anti-Christianity. Oh, that's not going to affect any people. You're just being paranoid. He's letting people know this hypocrisy because they know that these are huge advertisements to millions of people continually. And he goes on basically to slam Hollywood media uh, and also the New York Times talking about how uh, they claim to be so tolerant and so inclusive, and but they're inclusive, he says, towards genderism and you know, transgenderism and, and, and you know homosexuality, things of that nature, he alludes to. And then he says... But they're really not. They're really monolithic. They're not tolerant because uh, how, how many people that are pro-life do you think the New York Times would hire? So this all this talk about inclusivism and tolerance is a lie from the pit of hell. It's all about excluding Christ, God, the creator of all things, and those who represent him and promoting smut, wickedness, perversion. And we just had Jane Fonda, Chad, come out on The View, right, uh, with the ladies. And guess what? She's there talking about what do we do with these, you know, basically pro-lifers? And she said, murder.
0: It's marching and and protesting. What else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? What? Murder. <laughs> she's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say
1: that. She didn't smile. Somebody else says, "Oh, she's just joking." She still doesn't. She still didn't smile. And I've always said, I've said it for years, Chad, if they can kill millions of innocent babies in the womb, which they are, how much easier will it be when it's legal for them to kill Christians? Who annoy them because we resurrect their consciences, saying that killing babies in the womb is wrong.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's so sad that you know he's he's engaging in these acts, quoting from first John, and it's one of those things, is this is what they'll do. Oh, well, look at all these horrible things, and they'll usually point to Catholic things that have taken place and so forth. But the truth is, is first John chapter three, especially when you get verse 15, where it says, No murder has eternal life in them. And we know that one of the hallmarks of this book is specifically when it tells us why he wrote it is that you may know you have eternal life in 1 John, John 5.13. Right. Um, yeah, In uh, John's the gospel, he John, talks yeah. about that he's writing these things that yeah. you may be saved. And then 1 John 5.13, it's that you know you have eternal life. And not only that, but it's also for us to identify children of God and the children of the devil. Somebody that's simply saying and professing yeah. faith means absolutely nothing if they don't walk it. And so those who practice sin, like murderous cannibalism and so forth, are not Christians. But of course, this is who they portray. This is who they have reading from 1 John 4. And I find it really interesting because Rain Wilson points this out, maybe about The Last of Us and so forth, but he himself was a star on The Office. And in The Office, the Christian character in The Office is somebody he has a love affair with yeah angela and on that show angela is the rudest the meanest i mean absolutely just a horrible character who by the way gets engaged to someone else in the office and is sleeping with dwight played by rain wilson at the office behind his back so he saw this play out in the series that he was in for years then right of course So so you have that going on and then guess what She gets married. Oh, and by the way, who works in her portion of the office? None other than the gay character, right? And who does she end up marrying? Is he presented as really evil, the gay character? No, he is not. I've
1: never watched it. I'm like, I think I saw half an episode. But guess what? (laughs) She marries
0: marries, uh, a man, ends up marrying somebody not from the office. He's actually a politician. And guess what? The politician ends up being gay and hooks up with none other than, guess what? Carlos from the office. And so... You're looking at this and you see it and you're like, "Now ring, you saw it out there and he and he even in, in his tweets, he said, "Hey, I'm not even a Christian." He then goes on, he knows how terrible some evangelicals and are because not supporting LGBTQ, but he said, hey, there but most Christians that I know are kind, accepting and loving and seeking to make the world a better place, they should also be honored in the media. So that's his, that's his point of view, but it's so interesting because you kind of wonder. You may see it's very easy to point out, oh look how terrible it makes Christians look when we see you know this guy who was a cannibal in the video game is now a cannibal but now he's a preacher, right? Now he oh well I came to faith after you know the apocalypse so to speak and and so forth and that's when I really came to faith and I came to know all this stuff. I used to be a teacher and now I'm a preacher and all this stuff. And you see that, and you see that going on, and yeah, that's easy to point out and say, wow, you see the anti-Christian bias, but does he see it in his own show? Yeah. That, oh, that Angela is one of the worst characters on the show. Like, nobody likes her on the show. And and you're like, hey, do you see it's not just simply the murderous... You know this person, that person, but the rude person that no one wants to be friends with that just goes home to her cats. Like, do you realize that's also the person that's being portrayed as the Christian rather than the true loving people that they are? That people who love Jesus, love others, and share the gospel with others. I, I think there's some hypocrisy here as well. I think
1: so, Chad. I think, and you know, that was his cash cow, and he probably that probably resonated. He, if he's a thinking person, which he is obviously to a degree he's realizing, wow, we cast that Christian character as being really dense and evil and everything else and hypocritical through all those times. So he's seen it again. So he's probably like not referencing The Office, but he's probably thinking, okay, here Hollywood goes again. And that's probably why he's the guy that maybe, one of the guys that stands out on that. And it's kind of interesting too, because you remember Angus T. Jones, and he was the kid actor in uh, Two and a Half Men. And remember he came out in, I think, 2012, so 12 years ago or so, almost 12 years ago. And he lamented, you know, he didn't want to be on the show, you know, because it was so wicked. He said he talked about how uh it has nothing to do with God. And here I am claiming to be a Christian, and and it, it and it doesn't the show doesn't want to be anything anything about God, you know. But it's interesting because Rain Wilson had actually responded to him when he said that. And his response was more tongue-in-cheek. And but he said, Hey, well, don't watch the office because it's filth, you know, and it will rot your brain, you know. Uh so uh, he, you know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So uh, he, he was, it was kind of a tongue in cheek thing where he's kind of, you know, razzing him. But deep down, you know, he, he sees this hypocrisy here. He sees what's going on. And, and yeah, a lot of the, from what you're explaining here, it sounds like a lot of the office was Phil, you know?
0: No, it, it was. And that's the thing is that people need to recognize these things because and, and that's what's so great about Hollywood's War on God. If you haven't seen it, you can check it out. You guys can check out our Vimeo page, too. You can rent these things for... It'll blow you candy. away,
1: man. You need to be blown away by that.
0: And, and when when you look at it and see like, oh, it's just Pleasantville, you know, with Jim Carrey. But then you realize, wow, the eating of the, fr- <laughs> the eating of the, tr- the fruit of the tree. You see them all coming into light. And you're like, wait a second, over and over again. And we've seen it in culture in other ways, too. When you look at the sitcoms, the dad is always the dummy. It's the kids and the mom that really know everything that's going on. And this is perpetuated over and over again. And people are so numb to it that it is completely normative. Men have been emasculated. They're the dumb ones who just go to work. And every once in a while, they have something, some fuddy duddy thing to say. But this has happened. The, the movies over and over again where we got to get people away from their family. From the people who love them and get them to go reach out for the stars, get them away to college, right? Like varsity blues. I need to get away from my fuddy duddy family. I gotta make sure I go to Brown University and I do this and get away from the people who love me so that guess what? The truth is so that those professors can get their teeth into you. That's the reality. And so many people, I gotta go make it in Hollywood. Go get go get food down in LA. That's where not far from where we live. And every single waitress and waiter is in a, is trying to be an actor or a screenwriter or something, and yeah. they're chasing after this dream. And next to that dream is typically things like OnlyFans. Uh, next to that dream are, are you know pornography, you know, and whatever it may be. And it's pushed people away from the truth of Scripture. It's pushed people away from people who actually love them, and simply to be used by the machine that is Hollywood. And you may think it all starts with a funny joke on some show, but the truth is, it all starts with the things that are being meditated on day and night that aren't from the scriptures. Yeah, and
1: Chad, I'm not gonna I'm gonna make a, pr- a little prediction here, not a prophecy, just uh, just surmising where it looks like this may go. Is I think you're going to see more professing Christians in certain movies and television shows that are believing in a different Jesus have a different gospel. I think they're going to start being a little more inclusive. But the Christians that you'll see, quote unquote, will be those that who are who are accepting of wicked, perverse, sexually perverse lifestyles, uh, who have a belief in you know that that aborting a child is okay, and they'll put them in dramatic situations uh, whereby uh, you'll be drawn to that kind of Christianity if you want to become a Christian, because uh, Satan is fine if you have a different Jesus. In fact. We're told in second corinthians chapter 11 that satan actually pushes a different jesus it says he comes as the angel of light transforms himself to an angel of light and his ministers do the same thing and it says he talks about it warns that the serpent deceived eve don't believe don't accept a different jesus a different gospel a different spirit so i believe we're going to see some of that and because even rain wilson he has a jesus he is the last few years he's been involved in
0: bahaism so Baha'is are followers of baha'u'llah but we're also followers of all the world's religions we read the bible and the Quran as well.
1: And the Baha'i faith is a twist of, you know, Eastern mysticism uh, and a false form of Christianity where they look at it as there's different saviors at different times, and Jesus was a way during his time, but his time is past, and now there's a new savior to look to, which totally contradicts Jesus. He said, I am the way, not a way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And then I say, well, he was the way back then, but not now, now we follow so-and-so. Uh, and every so many hundred years, we got a new savior. And it's like, no, Jesus is the way now, yesterday, today, and forever, amen. Because Jesus said the gospel, we preach preached until the end of the world. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age, the gospel doesn't change. Uh, and Jim Carrey just came out recently, you know, talking about Jesus and and uh, and he's going on talking to crowds about Jesus and how he believes in Jesus. And he got him out of his depression and he has this painting with these warm eyes but uh, my wife played it for me on her iPhone last night. I was like shocked. She goes, he says, something about Jesus. I go, well, look at the context. I didn't know what she was showing me. I go, I go, you know, I pray, I hope, I'd love to see him come to Christ. I go, baby, you gotta look at the context. Then she found the longer version and she showed me the longer version. I go, there it is. And Jesus just becomes this one who taught him how to forgive because on the cross Jesus forgave all these people that were against him and, and now we know how to forgive. And that's how we're set free when we learn how to forgive you made the decision to walk through the gate of forgiveness to grace, just as Christ did on the cross. He suffered terribly, and the decision was to look upon the people who were causing that suffering with compassion and with forgiveness. And that's what opens the gates of heaven for all of us. And yeah, it's important to forgive. And Jesus says, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven, but you need to put your trust in Jesus who died for your sins and rose again. So I thought, ooh, man, this guy's going on tour talking about Jesus now. So I think we're going to see more and more of that even worked into some of the scripts in Hollywood and so forth, a different Jesus. And guess what? We'll be painted as a Westboro Baptist, you know, Uh, which, you know, just the ad hominem arguments, the lies, the, the, the broad brushing and so forth. So, it's important that we stick to Jesus scripture and that when these guys say these things or you see Jim Curry talking about Jesus, what Jesus is he talking about? Pray that he comes to the right Jesus by all means, you know. Pray that Rain Wilson comes to the right Jesus. That would be beautiful. But in the meantime, recognize that these guys, you gotta watch what they're doing because in the same breath now, Chaddy's saying, Well, you know, some are bad because they're against the LGBTQ movement. It's like, well, there we are. He's not talking about us Christians, but you can come you can present other Christians who are agree inclusive. with his philosophies. Yeah then they're, they're the good Christians. Well, those aren't really Christians if they're embracing the wickedness of the world because the way of the way of truth is narrow,
0: you know, and there's actually a movie coming out very, very soon, actually, that it comes from a 1970 uh, novel written by Judy Bloom, And it's, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And this is supposed to be a coming of age sort of novel and so forth. And now you have stars like Rachel McAdams and Kathy Bates coming out and doing this film. And it, The point of the film, and Judy Bloom, I think, is very clear on this. Was once again, it was, and this is back in the nineteen, this is nineteen seventy, and this was a very popular book, one of the most popular books, actually. I think it's still listed in the top one hundred in America. And when you look at it, it's the terrible Christian grandparents that don't want her to become a woman and all of this stuff. But then she had the hippie grandma, and that one's a little off. But then she had this mom that it's okay with the divorce that happened with her and her husband, and. Now you look at it and the coming of age thing is basically I can still have my relationship with God because she has times where she doesn't, she doubts that God's there and so forth. But it's a very, it's a horrible read. But, but nonetheless, when you look at it and you see this stuff, you're like, wait, once again, it all is pushing to the same thing. And as you were mentioning, this is exactly where it's going to go. We're going to have more and more people that are are the real Christians that Rain Wilson's talking about, the real Christians that are accepting of all of this stuff and the real Christians have this relationship with God. I'm not religious. I'm just spiritual, and I have a relationship well, he with God. The
1: real Christians, right?
0: And they're not real Christians yeah. because they don't hate that which is evil and love that which is good. Yeah. They don't. They aren't able to decipher that which is holy and that which is profane.
1: The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Hate Amen. evil. Amen. Or the psalmist said, "I'm a comrade with all those There's who fear. fear Him." Fear. Those are our brothers and sisters. Those who truly fear the Lord and love the Lord Jesus Christ. And the scriptures say in 1 Corinthians 16, Paul said curses everyone who does not love the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: No, amen. And so what we want to do here and everywhere else, and, and that's the whole thing, is we're looking at this, we're seeing that other people are seeing this, but they're not seeing the whole picture yeah, because right. they they have they don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. They don't have the scriptures to explain why these things are happening. The point of all of this, the point of these shows is to say, yes, this is going on. It's not so we can scream at clouds and get angry. Yes, this is going on, but it's going on because it's all specifically against the one true God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why this is important. That's why when when the world says, wow, why is there a, this anti-Christian bias? We can say, Jesus said this is exactly what would happen. Well, it's
1: so funny you said that, Chad, because you had no idea what I was going to say in the end. And I'm sure we're getting close to the end. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 15, beginning at verses five and six. He tells us to continue to seek him, abide in him, so we'll bear fruit. Then he talks about the persecution that's come upon us. If we're fruit bearing Christians, he said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, Abiding in Christ. That's the key to bearing fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Then in verse 18, he says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. We're no longer of this world, brothers and sisters. If we're Christians, we're ambassadors here, man. He says, that is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name. It's because of his name. Be hated by all nations because of his name, Matthew 24. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. He says, all this I've said to you so that you will not fall away. He lets us know ahead of time. So when these things go down, we won't be shocked. How come people aren't, we love God. How come they hate us? He says, hey, I'm telling you this ahead of time. So what happens when it goes down and it's going to get worse, guys, you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogues. in fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering service to God. that's this counterfeit kingdom that's coming, which we do the whole NAR. we're going to do the whole thing on nar coming up It's all about the counterfeit kingdom. They will do such things because they do not know the Father. I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, and then a little bit later in john sixteen thirty three chad he goes on encourages he says uh, in in the world, you will have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We have victory. We overcome this wicked world through Christ. That's why it's imperative that we abide in Christ. And throughout the Gospel of John, especially that chapter, he talks all about the joy that we have amidst our persecution, amidst the world rejecting us because of our relationship with Christ. It's critical that we keep our eyes on Jesus at this time and that we abide in him so we're fruit-bearing And so our joy may be complete in Him and that we glorify Him in all that we say and
0: think and do. Amen. God bless you guys.
1: Love you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com goodfight.